Hey everyone, and welcome to the Brightness Unleashed podcast, where your hosts, Harry and I, aim to optimize your personal development, boost your productivity, and share some inspiration that will help maximize your potential. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Brightness Unleashed podcast. I'm your co-host, Harry Haran, joined by Naren. And today we'll be talking about how we need to pay attention to digitalization. More specifically, we want to prepare ourselves for a future that is fueled by technology. And Naren and I really want to share our opinion and experience on this topic. So what we will explore today include four main things. Firstly, we're going to talk about what are technical skills and it's and you know why it's really important as we move towards the digitized future. Why should students make it a priority to balance their skill set between soft skills and technical skills? Why recruiters now value candidates who demonstrate both a soft skill set and technical set? So you could probably get this through, for example, your personal projects, work experience, volunteering outside and within university. Why you know that balance is so, so crucial. And lastly, we'll finish it off with how you can develop your technical skill set to gain that competitive advantage during the recruiting season. So that's those are our four main factors that we'll be focusing on today. And let's just dive in straight into it. Okay, so what are technical skills? To put it very simply, you're able to learn some piece of maybe data analytics, programming or coding, uh, not really Excel. It's a bit more advanced than that, but something that really allows you to get into the zone of, yeah, as I said before, coding, programming, analyzing data, visualizing it. Uh, that is the most simple way I could probably put it. Isn't that, is there you know, any other way for technical skills? I mean, I think that's basically it, isn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. Is modeling part of it as well? Excel yeah, modeling. modeling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that could fit into that as well. Yep. So and website design, I forgot. Website design, UX, definitely. All of, any of the market is out, marketing students <laughs> out there. Yeah, hundred percent, right? So those are some of the technical skills that we really want to try and focus on, and you know, upgrade our total skill set that can be quite valuable to a, a recruiter, right? So those are technical skills that uh, we want every single university student to uh, really maximize on. And you know, as I said before, we really want to practice this because it's something that's going to be really relevant in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, that's basically the title of this episode, right? Preparing for a future that is fueled by technology, innovation, digitalization, etc. Right. And, you know, when we try to build on these technical skills, for example, Java, C plus SQL, um, these are things that you can actually learn just on the go self paced learning nowadays, right? We'll be talking more about some of our recommendations, things that I used to use back in 2021, and I still use it today, um, that have been really helpful in making sure that I'm able to build a robust technical skill set, right? Uh, the next thing that we want to focus on is this priority, right? Why do we want to balance, or why do we want to have this balance between soft skills and technical skills? Um, Naren, do you have any insights on that, or you've heard anyone talk about this before from other peers? I mean, yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't started applying to internships yet. So, I mean, I haven't had to kind of highlight this balance as, as of yet, but in, you know, internally, I do know that yes, there is a balance that's struck between both soft and technical skills. And I guess that's somewhat self-explanatory because if you have all the soft skills in the world, great, but the work that you conduct 
specifically requires some sort of formal knowledge and it requires some sort of, you know, for example, if you are a computer scientist, mm -hmm. of course, you need to know how to code. Or if you are a software engineer, mm -hmm. you can, of course, communicate, collaborate with your peers. But if you don't know how to code, then that's a, that's a huge mm -hmm. problem. So you need to strike the balance. You need to show that you are a great communicator, collaborator, you know, um, all those uh, quite common soft skills. And then, of course, you need to show that, okay, you know some really specific things about coding or you've done a previous project or you've done multiple projects that yep. have highlighted your ability to uh, kind of highlight, uh, you know, the specific technical skill set required. And so, of course, I think uh, maintaining a balance uh, nowadays is more so important than, than it was, you know, couple yeah. of years ago or well, not even a couple of years ago three decades ago i would say when yeah. technology wasn't a thing right mm -hmm. and now as you said we're entering that digitalization mm -hmm. future which is mainly focused around technology and so you should mm -hmm. do everything in your power to to try and capitalize on that new trend yep definitely right we'll be yeah. talking about some of our recommendations a little later in this episode things that we've used before and how it's really helped us develop our understanding of these technical skills and how we can apply it um, in the modern world. Mm. Uh, also, what about the students that you have a traditional background and don't have any knowledge of you know, computer science and they're not even doing a, you know, a STEM-related degree, mm -hmm. for example, commerce or uh, just marketing or arts, for example, just law? Um, I think it's also important for them to have a balance between soft skills and technical skills just to be prepared. Mm. Right? That's, a, that's a very good point, yes, mm -hmm. 100%, because... I think in this day and age, when you, I don't, I don't know, as, as I said before, yeah. you know, I haven't interned, but you've interned at a couple of places. And I know that when you, you know, when you go into those places, you know, what employers demand uh, from you could be very different to what's outlined in the, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and it's, you know, things change, you mm -hmm. have to be adaptable. And so, right. yeah, I think if regardless of your uh, college background, mm -hmm. if you want to call it that, regardless of your degree, it's great to capitalize on something that catches your eye, something that's interesting. So for example, as you mentioned, if you're interested in marketing, right, a great outlet to use to kind of hone down on the technical skill set of marketing is trying to develop your own website or trying to, like for this podcast, for an example, you know, I'm in charge of creating the marketing material that revolves around uh, this podcast. And so that for me is a way or a medium in which I use to try and develop my skills in uh, my technical skills get for marketing. You know, I can mm -hmm. highlight this to an employer in the future, yep. et cetera. Yeah. Definitely. So you got like Canva, Wix, yeah. Weebly, some mm -hmm. of those website designing um, websites that yeah. you use. And yeah, Canva has been well, common among many students mm. and just been used in many visualization projects. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. See, little things like that, they're available for us to use. But yeah. you know, a lot of students either procrastinate, just don't, maybe they don't have time, they have other commitments going on. But if we can spare a bit of time or sacrifice some of the other things that we usually do, like leisure time, just a bit of it, and kind of substitute that with you know a bit of time in training ourselves, right? Building that technical skill set. Even it's like you know 20 to 30 minutes, um, just fully focused on trying to upgrade yourself, just understand the basics of how you know a particular program uh, or visualization tool works and then practicing that online, uh, that will be indeed very useful. And as long as you regularly revise that content, that will be, you know, most certainly, uh, useful to you. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of recruiters, and if you do have LinkedIn, a lot of people, a lot of recruiters do look out for that. They, they find those type of skills very attractive, exactly. not just the soft skills, but also trying to build that little technical skill set that could be used as a backup 
Yeah, um, I, I wanted yeah. to say that it, yeah, it can be used as a backup, but it can also be used as a differentiator. Mm. Because yeah. let's face it, when you go and try and find your first job, mm-hmm. you need to have something that, especially in this day and age, you need mm. to have something that really makes you different from the others. It makes you more competitive. Yeah. And a great way to do that is to, of course, hone down on one of these particular technical skills. And being able to highlight that to your employer makes you distinguishable from the rest of the pack. That's also you know, got great results in university and maybe have some extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. You have all of that, plus you have the technical skill set that backs you up, as you said, yep. and, you know, serve as a platform for you to leverage yourself uh, to a better position when you, you know, you're applying to um, your first internship, your first job. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So what Naren is trying to say is like, you know, you're trying to future-proof your career, right? Yep. And exactly. that makes you become, a, you know, most certainly an attractive candidate. And in you know in the not so distant future, every industry and role will become you know really reliant on this advanced technology, innovation, mm. change, create you know creativity, mm. uh, you know even NFTs that just suddenly onboarded in this mm-hmm. world. No one even knew that will come, and now yeah. you know these digital assets is something. Yeah. You know, That's a great valuable. example. You know you have artists, right? Mm. Who previously before NFTs they were just simply painting, yeah. selling, you know auctioneering. Now you have NFTs, as you said, you have mm. artists trying to learn the complex nature of what an exactly. NFT is and yeah. how they can market what an NFT or how can they develop an NFT, yeah. right? And how can they get into the market and, you know, of course, profit from, from selling their work. Yeah. But that's a great example of mm. change and, you know, what, you know, what technical skill set, you know, what change demands in terms yeah. of technical skills. They are using more illustration tools or digital tools yeah. that allow them to illustrate and create something that's unique mm. uh, and they'd sell it. Right. But yeah. even those type of skills, they, you know, a lot of people find them quite attractive and it's something that you can learn actually by yourself nowadays on the internet. Yeah. There are a few courses that you have to pay. And if you're really uh, eager to learn and, uh, you know, join the NFT world, then of course go for it. Mm. But uh, see, no one really knew that will come come about. And all of a sudden that really is evidence that our world is, you know, driven by technology and mm. innovation. Yeah. Right? And that's what we really want to prepare for in this world. Yeah. Um, Another thing that we want to say, you know, regardless of your role or industry, having a good level of technical skills is vital because we're not just talking about basic skills like, you know, Microsoft Office, Word, PowerPoint, Excel. Uh, We're referring to gaining skills in more advanced technical topics like, you know, Amazon Web Services, core concepts that I've seen a lot of students, you know, the early innovation program, visualization tools when dealing with data such as, you know, using Tableau, uh, Power BI, um, coding tools like Python, uh, Visual Visual Studio, and definitely SQL. I've seen a lot of people kind of use SQL as a supplementary tool to just boost their, you know, the getting to the next stage or getting their in, the interviewer's attention or recruiter's attention yeah. that they do know some basics of coding. And SQL is a great way of retrieving data and analyzing it. Exactly. Um, another strength that I thought was quite useful mm-hmm. when you are building this technical skill set is you're able to become a valuable asset when you're working. Mm. So if you do have limited IT skills, you know, in whatever company you're interning in or you're professionally working in, um, that is increasingly relying on technology to operate. So, you know, if you have these limited technical skills and a company really relies on this type of technology or this, you know, this particular technical skill set to thrive in their industry, you might fall behind because other employees may have a good technical knowledge of that. And if you don't catch up with them, 
employers might feel like you are, you know, back of the group or at the, behind the herd of other um, employees, mm, right? Yeah. That's why it's really important to just stay updated with technical trends that are happening mm. and really uh, be committed to learn those things. And, you know, if an employer or a company recommends learning a particular tool because it's for the betterment of the company, I would advise following that, you know, that employer's recommendation. It's so important. And nowadays, think of any other company in mm -hmm. any industry, they're yeah. all using some format of technology. Even yeah. social media for marketing is a type of technology. And if a company doesn't know how to leverage that properly, mm. it could be quite uh, disastrous in terms of, you know, maximizing sales growth or yeah. market share. Yeah, and definitely. What else do you think? Um, do you have any other insights on technical skills or like why it can be a, a strength or a, a, an added boost? Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if I'm going to quote, oh, I won't quote someone, but if anyone knows that Nabal Rabikant is a great entrepreneur, a great startup, mm -hmm. um, uh, basically a startup mind freak. He understands the startup ecosystem like no one else. And he just highlights the value within his, uh, biography, um, the value that you, you can generate from a startup. But essentially he talks about this idea of how there are certain things you can leverage that have very minimal marginal cost um, associated with it, right? Mm -hmm. So you can basically replicate these things with limited marginal cost, right? Mm -hmm. Because the normal forms of leverage that he talks about and that we all know about is capital and labor, yep. right? We can leverage those two resources. But this, doing a podcast like mm -hmm. we're doing right now, writing a book, right? Or um, creating some code. Those things, they, have, they can compound over time. Mm. over time they grow in value on an annual basis let's just say yeah right like a book starts off by selling five and then over time 10 20 more people get recognized you know it gets bestseller mm. award okay a lot of people are reading it yeah. and so that's how you should think about your approach to technical skills right you start somewhere right at the basics you learn the fundamentals mm. for an example uh, for coding, you start off with basic, uh, what were the apps you were talking about? Yeah, like programs? SQL, for example, SQL. Microsoft SQL, for example. Yeah, and you learn the fundamentals, you learn the basics, you learn how to navigate the whole system, mm. and then you start experimenting, and then you start expanding your knowledge, and then you start applying it to the workplace. You start mm. applying it, and you start, you start showing, you know, your employer, for example, that yeah. you've got the skills, and you've got more than what's actually required or demanded. So kind of, uh, what's the word? You are overqualified. You're yeah. becoming overqualified. Okay? Becoming overqualified. You're yeah. becoming overqualified because you're just you're just ahead of the pack, and you're continuously yeah. eager to learn. And you're of course just highlighting yeah. that. Especially if you're from a traditional background, and they don't really yeah. expect someone like this just with an echo degree or a law degree, just yeah. straight law, for example. Yeah. Who have who has this technical skill set? Because they think that you know you're more inclined towards writing and something that's more literary based. Exactly. Right, not really technically based. Yeah. But when they see that, that's really great because it gives you a better opportunity mm. maybe towards other divisions where you can mix your law and techni techni uh, technical skill yeah. if and, that's applicable. Yeah, and not even other divisions. You can even take, so for an example, if you are someone that's playing around with code mm. for your regular corporate job mm. or for your regular an data analytics, let's say your data analytics, right? Yeah. You play around with a bit of code and you figure out a system or you figure out a series of code that actually is 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 hasn't been you know is not seen within the market mm -hmm. and it, it's difficult to replicate you know it's inimitable and so what you can do is then instead of as harry said instead of going into another division or using that as leverage to maybe get a promotion you can just 
take the big risk and mm. go into the entrepreneurial world and maybe sell it you know <laughs> intellectual property patents all of those yeah. things play a role because that's that's you know that's actually quite true i mean what if you develop code and you're fast enough um and you get into the market fast enough you can yeah. then of course leverage that code yeah. and you can create a of course a successful business model out of it so yeah. not only restricted to maybe using it as a promotion tool mm. right to leverage yourself in yeah, getting yeah. a high position but yeah. you can also if you if you're willing to take the risk mm. um leave it leave the company itself and you know try and uh try and leverage it as a as a business yeah if you know if all works well and it's all practical mm. and you're able to maybe have a small team with you you yeah. can start up your own startup yeah. but the, the, what i'm trying to highlight there is yes the technical set skill set mm. learning it right and becoming familiar with the process and becoming mm. really you know engaged with actually learning technical skills can benefit you in so mm. many ways and that's just one of the ways if you're if you're someone that you know wants to kind of step out of the comfort zone as people say mm. um you can do that with uh having a really good fundamental bit understanding of you know technical skills yeah. and then you can go and leverage that that's it yeah mm. 100 um so we would just want to finish off with our last part of the episode so we just want to talk about as we said before we were kind of hinting we'll talk about some of the recommendations and things that we've used um so how can we become more multifaceted and learn these technical skills you know at our own pace so there were a few recommendations and I've been using them for quite a long time and I still do use it today. Um, there's a, a YouTube channel called Free Code Camp, free uh, tutorials. They span from like, you know, two to three, four hours, but you can always have breaks and you can do it at your own pace. Really useful and they're free as well, right? It's called Free Code Camp. There's another one called Programming with Mosh. They have a variety of, you know, different videos of, uh, on tutorials. Uh, from the basics all the way to the advanced. So you can actually become a professional just oh, wow. from using YouTube. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, if when the holidays come up or whenever you have some spare time and you feel really motivated to gain some technical strengths, indeed, you know, use the time, use YouTube to really maximize your technical uh, mm. knowledge. And that can be a key differentiator, as Nan was saying, a differentiator that you know allows you to just bump up yourself in the recruitment stage get to the interview and then you can talk about some of the personal projects you did or some of the um, exercises that you might have done uh, on your own mm-hmm. and what did you learn from it and how you are eager to learn more about that that's really important to emphasize your enthusiasm um, is really important to highlight mm-hmm. because you know recruiters want to see that you are energetic and you love what you do and yeah. therefore you're basically reviving that passion to the recruiter and saying, yep, you can do the job and you have this technical skill set as uh, a backup that can be used whenever. Mm-hmm. And there are other programs that I've used. Some of these are a bit paid, but I've used, for example, Course Error, the Google Data Analytics Certificate. I did it last year, found it extremely useful. I still apply some of the skills in Power BI Tableau today. And that was the best way I was able to learn SQL, Power BI and Tableau, as well as Excel. They also cover Excel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, through Google Data Analytics, strongly recommend if any of you do want to leverage yourselves and understand those particular programs, it is a paid course, but I found it extremely useful. It was done by Google employees by itself. And uh, that was just really, um, it really contributed towards my understanding of technical skills and helped me become more prepared. There are other ones as you know, U- Udemy, our coding club and Treehouse. Mm-hmm. Some of those are paid, some of those are free. Um, but whatever suits you. And if you do know anyone else in your network that have been using these programs, you can even ask them 
about you know how do they uh, find the course or yeah. how do they find that particular website? Yeah. Do you have anything else to say, Narin, as well? Like in terms mm, of in regards to resources, don't yeah. restrict yourself just to online courses in yeah. YouTube. Go to the books. I think mm. in there you're going to find information that you wouldn't find online, and uh, it's because people deliberately do that when they write these instructional manuals, mm. what what they're trying to do is they're trying to capture a market, a, a hidden market that basically people mm. who are really eager to learn will go and pick yeah. up a book about coding. Cause I mean, I haven't, but I know that a coding book instruction mm. manual, you know, in words in large size paragraphs, it's difficult to kind of consolidate, understand that's all understandable. But um, the point here is that you will, you will definitely benefit from reading those types of books because there's going to be information in there um, that will not be easily found within these courses. Mm. And again, it comes back to the idea of being a differentiator. You know, you want to find things that yeah. other people, you know, are not so willing to uh, involve themselves in. And, and I yeah. think a great a great way to do that is is through picking up some of the books on things like coding, especially, um, or anything that revolves around technology. Mm. Yeah. If you're a reader, go for the books. Mm. You find that useful. Otherwise, if you're a visualizer or you like to look at videos, YouTube is yeah. right there. It's for free. Yeah. And um, do a mix. I think if you are willing to pay for a course and you're really wanting to boost your skill set and get that tool, you know, as part of your, you know, overall knowledge, mm. you know, balancing soft skills and technical skills, you can pay for some of those courses. Especially Coursera. That's what one of the ones I've done. So from my experience, it's been very valuable, mm. and I do recommend it. The Google Data Analytics program that is extremely useful. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll just wrap it up there. And actually, just before we wrap it up, I just want to quickly just say. Okay, great. So just before we finish off, just wanted to kind of get some sort of um, evidence from another book that kind of relates to our previous topic on commitment. But uh, this is a book that I read before. It's called The 5 AM Club by Robin Sharma. And one of his strategies was the 20-20-20 rule and how we can really commit to certain tasks. So you spend 20 minutes on your first task. Let's say you really want to practice coding, for example. Right? You spend 20 minutes fully focused on what do you want to learn. Write down everything that you want to learn, why do you want to learn, and what impact you want to create for whichever company you want to intern at or wherever you want to work. Then the next 20 minute set would be uh, what I would do is kind of, is kind of reflect and also learn, right? So you're, as you're learning, you're also reflecting on what you're practicing, um, the, the, the reason why you're actually going through these modules and always fix up your mistakes within that 20 minutes. Mm. And then the next 20 minute bracket would be to just go back to the beginning and revive, revise that particular module again to really be robust in your learning. Mm. And that's why it's called the 20-20-20 rule because you're able to do three tasks within the hour. Wow. Right. And uh, usually you can do these early. You know, if you're a person that wakes up early, the first thing that you can do or you know, after your breakfast and whatever, you can actually learn this particular skills on YouTube if mm. you're free in the morning. This uh, strategy really works early in the morning. Uh, because that's when you know we are wake we are waking up. We have the energy to do it, and energy that is kind of fueled in our body, we're able to expend that yeah. on these technical skills. But yeah, I thought I'll just share that um, twenty 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 strategy for anyone. It's very similar to our commitment mm. one episode last time, but it can be used here. Uh, we're able to divide your hour into three tasks. Yeah. That's great. All right, so we'll just wrap up the episode there. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed 
uh, today's episode on how we need to prepare for the digitized future and the, the main reason why we're doing that. Right? We want to balance those skills, soft skills with technical skills, and that's really providing us a competitive edge in today's workforce. Mm. And importantly, how how listeners can do that. Definitely, well. exactly. We uh, want you guys, you guys to onboard that as well. Yeah. yeah. Harry and I are still learning. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're we, still learning every we're day. We're still learning every day. And so you guys can join us too in that journey of learning. Innovation you know? and technical technology never change. It's always updating. Yeah. All right, guys. So we'll just wrap up the episode there. Thank you so much for listening and take care. All the best. See you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series. We hope you have learned something new from our insights and can use it to help maximize your potential. If you found this to be useful, we would greatly appreciate it if you can share this with others who may be interested and follow us on LinkedIn by typing in Brightness Unleashed in the search bar to stay updated with future content. Thanks and have a great day.